Hello, how are you? Welcome along to the podcast Sport and Life. It is Thursday, the 6th of May. It's just a little quick one from a Sky Sports MMA interview I did this week with UFC and Bellator star Anthony Rumble Johnson. Really interesting guy, raised by his grandparents and fascinating uh, 10 minutes, 15 minutes or so I spent with him earlier this week. Uh, thank you for being here. Thank you to the sponsors as well, Bang Olufsen of Cheltenham and Serene AV, specialists in some of the finest home entertainment brands, providing solutions based around high quality customer service and installations. Check out BO underscore Cheltenham on Twitter and Instagram and the website where if you get the contact details, you can have a consultation with Jason Briggs about whatever you're looking for. Jason and his team will sort you out, not only Bang Olufsen's fine equipment, which you can see documented in some uh, cracking videos on the Instagram page in particular, but they can offer you a bespoke home entertainment solution with whatever brand that suits your need and your plan. That's the uh, the idea really through that company, Serene AV, the sister company. Thank you also to Cytoplan, continued association with the podcast, food-based supplement company. So the idea is the supplements are digested as food would be better chance of getting into your system as we'll look to optimize our immune systems and our health in the wake of the COVID pandemic, hopefully in the wake of it, hopefully it's it's moving through. I know that's not the case for other parts of the world, but here in the UK at least, but I think it's been an alarm call for a lot of us to, to try and live well, to be well, to be in a good state, whatever virus and whatever uh, kind of thing is thrown at us through life that challenges us. So for us, a big part of that under the stewardship of my father, Dr. Mark Draper, has been taking Cytoplan supplements, particularly the multivitamins. It was foundation formula, which they still do, but we take the immune complete range now and uh, take two of those every day. And you can get uh, those and whatever supplement you're looking for, the whole range of individual supplements, not just a medley of a multivitamin, multivitamin. They have uh, everything pretty much, I think, on the Cytoplan website, cytoplan.co.uk, C-Y-T-O-P-L-A-N. And you can get a discount at the checkout with the code DRAPER10R, D-R-A-P-E-R, all capital letters, the numbers one zero, and the capital letter R. Now, if you, uh, I think, get 30% off the initial purchase, 10% thereafter, appreciate uh, you doing that. If you do, we still pay for our supplements. Big believers in them. My dad, Dr. Mark Draper, general practitioner, nutritionist, lectured in micronutrition, and it will change wherever you are in the world. It will vary according to where the plants, the vegetables are grown, where the cattle, the, the sheep are raised, if you're an omnivore or carnivore, because actually... It's different soils, have different minerals, different trace elements. So it's worth looking into. But certainly in the UK, my father has been concerned by a, a tale of decreasing trace elements, it, particularly selenium and zinc have been an area of study for him. So that's why I take the Immune Complete because it's got that in there. It's got the vitamin D3, the vitamin D3, you may call it if you're in Australia or America, just because of uh, living in England, you don't get much sun in the winter months. And actually, if you're working at home, inside you're not even going out to commute to work at the moment during the pandemic it's a, a difficult picture in terms of getting that vital vitamin d right let's get on to the podcast this is a short sharp one uh, as i've explained on the podcast before during the course of the first three months of the pandemic pivoted a little bit at work my daily job as a broadcaster at sky sports news 24-hour sports news channel was naturally impaired by the pandemic because there was, wasn't much sport on from March 2020 to June 2020. So I started doing some boxing interviews, MMA interviews for work, writing them up as well. And this is an MMA interview with a UFC vet, real star, Anthony Rumble Johnson, 
who was a light heavyweight contender, didn't quite win a title in the UFC, but he's come back after four years, retired, 37 years of age, to take part in Bellator, another organization's light heavyweight Grand Prix. was supposed to be fighting another UFC legend, Yoel Romero, on his uh, Bellator bow, but Romero failed a medical screening, so instead he's up against a Brazilian relatively unheralded called Jose Augusto. But great to speak to Rumble this week for Sky Sports, and I deliberately leave a little interlude or the introduction here where just to give you a sense of of the sort of press junket thing in the Zoom age, which has benefited us when we're interviewing American fighters, of course, because they're now happy to take interviews from around the world. Maybe it's slightly surreal when you're, when you're interviewing a manager of a football club who's just down the road, not quite the same thing as being in person. But for this, it's, it's great. But we just have a little chat with the the producers, the, the American end, there's a sort of a, a press and publicity, the American end, sorry, press and publicity in London for Bellator. And then there's my producer, Mark, who, uh, as you see here, was under a different name on the login for Zoom. So it was all confusing, but just gives you a little a sense of the scene. But this was an interview for Sky Sports. Appreciate them allowing me to share it with you. And this is uh, Anthony Rumble Johnson. Here we go. Check with the producer, Mark, who's under the name Joseph Clark, confusingly here. But Mark, are we, are we okay? Yes, mate. I'm all good to go, so wherever you are. Brilliant. Okay, so I'll just count from five and then we'll go. Anthony, are you happy to, to have a chat now? Are you good? Yep, I'm good. Yep, we'll never be ready. Good man. Okay. Okay, five, four, three, two, one. Anthony Rumble Johnson, fantastic to speak to you. How are you? How are you feeling? I'm great, man. How are you? Yeah, well, thank you. Well, I mean, I have to say, there's a little bit of a feeling of disappointment that you're not you're not facing up to Yoel Romero, two legends duking it out this coming weekend. But how have you adjusted to that? Um, just fine. You know, it's it's another fight. It's a, another deadly opponent, which that's what I expect from here on out in my career. I don't expect to fight people that's not at my level. You know, I mm. expect to fight hardcore Stone Cold killers, you know, and I think <laughs> he's one of those, even though people haven't heard of him. Um, he's dangerous. He's dangerous. Yeah, just the one Bellator fight, Jose Augusto, Brazilian. I know he's trained with the Pitbull brothers as well. It, is he someone that you know well then that maybe the, the sort of more casual fans aren't across? I don't know him at all. You know, mm. um, I watched this, I watched his last fight and well, I watched a couple of his fights and uh, he does have talent. He, he, you know, he does present a couple of things that I have to watch out for. Um, I don't take anything away from him. We both haven't had enough time to study, study each other, you know, and everybody thinks that they figured me out. They think that they can take me down and submit me, <laughs> you know. But uh, it's a lot harder than it looks. <laughs> do they forget about your wrestling background then? Is that because you've been such a killer on your feet? Yeah, they do. They do. Um, but they find out quick when, whenever they try. So <laughs> I just got to make sure I keep a little bit of fear in that man's heart so he doesn't bother me too much. Did, did you know when you got into MMA that you would be so good with your hands? Or did you expect to be more of a, a wrestler? Honestly, man, I just wanted to compete and I just wanted to be the best. I didn't know how good I was going to be. I just knew that I would be something. Um, I didn't know what. So, you know, I just rolled the dice and see what happened. Yes, yeah, I mean, it's great to have you back in, in the sport of MMA and your first fight in the cage, I believe, since 2017. You're looking great shape on Instagram, but is this, it's not about power and, and your fitness. Is it about timing? Is that the key thing when you get back in there? Um, that's about everything. It's about everything. Um, this is something that I'm made to do. My grandmother even told me that, you know, I wouldn't be fighting. You wouldn't be doing this interview with me right now if it wasn't for her. 
mm. you know, when I was coming back, I, I told my, my, my brother, my brothers and sisters, you know, I kind of, I, I didn't really need their permission, but you know, they're the closest people to me besides my grandmother. Um, mm. They were very supportive and I, last but not least, most, and most importantly, I wanted my grandmother's blessing to be able to come back. I wanted, I wanted um, her to be okay with it. And she was, she said, it's okay, baby. This is what you're meant to do. When she said that, I didn't need to hear anything else from anybody <laughs> else. I was all in. Because you your know, grandpa, your grandparents raised you, is that correct? Yeah, yeah they adopted me. They adopted mm. me at the age of two. Yeah. And they well, they could see the fighter's instinct from a, from the start, could they? Well, they it was it was for me. They didn't want me to go down the wrong path. I can go left, and I can go left again. <laughs> you know, um, my dad, you know, he was a alcoholic. Um, my mom was a former drug addict. So you know, they I was genetically I was in bad shape. You know what I mean. Mm. Um, so they did all they could to make sure I didn't go down the wrong path. So sports was the key. Yeah. Put me in sports, kept me in, kept me in sports and in school. And, you know, that's all I know now. <laughs> it, it, with that in mind, how good does it be back to be back in the cage? Does it give you a focus, give, give everything a kind of a clarity when you, when you're back in competition? Yeah. Yeah. I can just tell this is something that I'm meant to do. It makes me feel good. Um, I'm an athlete, man. You know, it feels like that's all I know. I'm trying to transition from an athlete to a businessman. I'm just going pretty good. It's going pretty good, but uh, I still got a long way to go. Yeah, you're in a new business as well in, in Bellator. You've moved from the, the UFC, obviously had a long, a long career in there. How do you see the differences? Is there a difference you feel? Is there a difference in the culture there between the two organizations? Man, everything right now is just so laid back. Everybody's super cool. And the staff at UFC was amazing. You know, I never had any issues with them. Um, I never had any issues with anybody in uh, MMA, uh, but Bellator right now, man, I, it's faces that I haven't seen in a while. It's so good to see them and uh, everybody's so cool and so laid back and everybody's welcoming towards me. You know what I'm saying? Everything feels so natural. So I'm glad Bellator has given me another opportunity. That's fantastic. And it's an exciting Grand Prix as well, the light heavyweight Grand Prix. What do you make of of the situation. Corey Anderson thinks the division is, is better than the UFC's currently light heavyweight. He thinks it's the best in MMA. Do you see that with the, the competitors so. you're up against? I think so too. I think so too. I think we'll give anybody a run for their money. I, I think we'll come out on top. You know, that's just speaking confidently of our guys, you know, and nothing, nothing to take away from anybody else because there are other organizations have some killers. You know, my boy Anthony Smith is is a beast. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. So, um, my boy Vulcan is a beast at 205. He used to be one of my main training partners, you know, mm. whenever he was in the States. And, um, but now I just feel like I'm in a weight class where everybody's a seasoned vet. They know what time it is, you know? <laughs> no, There's no warming up when it comes to us. So uh, I'm excited I about the light heavyweight weight class, but I think we're going to, set the tone for what the light heavyweight division should be. How do you like the Grand Prix setup? You know that you fight Nemkov if you get through this. Does that add something for you? Does it add a structure that you, you like, a bit of certainty? I mean, it, it's a tournament. You know, anything can happen. Um, everybody that's in this tournament is legit. They are, they put in their time. You know, uh, 
as far as Nemkov, I can't think about him. Mm. You know, if I think about him already, I'm looking past the guy that's trying to take my head off before him. So, you know, Nemkov can wait. <laughs> Nemkov can wait. It's a good way of looking at it. Corey Anderson's also made some some pretty um, stark comments about the pay situation in Bellator versus the UFC. He says he's been paid better than he ever was in the UFC. How do you see that picture, particularly with the likes of John Jones and Francis Ngannou in, in the UFC currently? Do you think there's increasing pressure on the UFC to share more of the pot with the fighters? Well, I think, you know, I'm speaking on all of it. You know, I think at the end of the day, we as MMA fighters should be getting paid just as good as the NBA players and the NFL players and the Major League Baseball players, you know, hockey, all of that. You know, I'm not trying to skip any sports because mm. sport because I don't feel any other sport is superior to the other. You know what I mean? So I don't want to not say a sport that, you know, whatever. But um, I think we should be getting paid no matter who you fight for the same way because we put our lives on the line just just as much as those other athletes do in other sports we get and and the fact that those other athletes know who we are they know who we are they you know they they know who we are they come to see us play not play but fight compete i'm like man the fans are out here to see us these other athletes that make millions of game come to see us we deserve to get a a, a piece of the pie you know um just my own opinion you know I yeah. think uh, I think it's um, I don't think that is cool that you know I'm gonna just stick to Bellator. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> can I ask you about that fight? Because what you know, John Jones was in your old division as well. The, the matchup with the heavyweight in Garno Jones moving up. Do you think that that is a fight the UFC needs to put on for the, the good of the sport? Yeah, if those two gentlemen want to fight each other, hell, let them fight. Let them fight, man. You know. This is what they do. They are the best in the world. If they want to fight, let them fight. These, like, UFC knows what these guys are worth. And these guys are asking for a few million. Make it happen because you already made your millions. You know, once again, I'm going to focus on Bellator. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's good. I appreciate that. But it's great that Bellator's here, right? And the PFL's here. There's other options for fighters yeah, because yeah. that makes right. the market PFL. better. PFL. I fought for them uh, World Series of Fighting before they were PFL. And that was great. They were great. You know what I mean? Everybody over at PFL was, was amazing. I had a ton of fun fighting for them for, I think, a year and a half, two years I fought for them and um, had a great time. Had such a great time. So every organization I've been a part of, it's been an amazing ride. Yeah. Good to have options for fighters. And I think we agree that you should get paid as well because you keep the show alive. You are the show. A quick, quick thought of... Um, of how you see this fight uh, playing out? Because do you go in there now, because you've had so many cancellations in your career, do you go in there and, and just take a, an assessment at the first few seconds of what you're facing rather than going with too many plans in your head? Well, I, I know I'm not gonna go in there and rush the man because he's dangerous, he's a fighter. And it doesn't take a lot to knock somebody out. You know, a lot of people think about it's how hard you hit, but it's not actually how hard you hit, it's where you hit people, you know? Um, with, with Jose, I just got to do me. Just got to do me and be aware of the things that he can do. You know, yeah. and I have to always make sure I'm one step ahead. Not even one, two steps ahead because he's dangerous. He has everything to gain and nothing to lose. So I got to be a couple of steps ahead and be sharp. 
and being a tournament, it's it's about getting a W, isn't it? There's less pressure to to impress, maybe. That's what I want to do. I just want to win. I just want to win. I don't care if it takes 25 minutes or 25 seconds. I just need to win. Fantastic. Well, it's great to speak to you. I just want to ask you one final thought. We're asking every fighter about the McGregor uh, rematch with with Dustin Poirier. Just whether you can pick a winner there in that one coming up in the summer. Dustin. Got... Dustin. Dustin. Dustin's on, his, Dustin's on his thing right now. And I think Connor will, will give him another run for a, a run for his money. You know what I mean? This third go around. But, you know, the first time they fought, both of them were very young. Connor was hot. It was his time. Dustin's hot now. This is his time. All right. Who's going to be the hot one now in the third in the third match? You know what I mean? Who's who, who's going to be the hot one? Who's going to show up? I think both of them will show up. Um, Connor is a, a huge entertainer, you know, uh, which we need for the sport. We need that for the sport. And we need Dustin, too. He's such a he's a brute, man. He's brutal. You know, he, he's a he's a beast. So that their styles match with, with each other very well, you know. But I think if it comes to who wants it more and the determination, I think Dustin wants it a lot more. If you want to go by who has certain tools and who doesn't, now if we're going to go by who can get knocked out the easiest, I would say Connor will knock out Dustin much, much faster because I feel Dustin Chen is weaker. He's been knocked out a few times. Connor, Connor hasn't truly been knocked out yet. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. He's been hurt and dropped and finished, but I don't think he's been knocked out. Dustin's been knocked out, you know? And uh, once you get knocked out, it's kind of hard to get a strong chin, but you know, some some people can do it, some people can. And Dustin is one of those guys whose chin is held up even yeah. after he's knocked out, and he can keep going forward. What, what's your approach to the calf kick? Do you have a tactic for that? Oh, it hurts. <laughs> it hurts. It hurts. I mean, it's a it's a dangerous kick if you take it, but um, I mean, I'm not against it. I'm not against yeah. it at all. I mean, this is fighting, man. This is fighting. As long as it's legal, I'm for it. Hey, final thoughts. We've, we've kept you a long time and we really appreciate it. But what, what do we expect from you back in the cage then? You're fully fit, on point for the weight and just gonna, about to deliver something spectacular? Just, I'm going to go out there and be myself. Y'all know what happens when I fight. You know what I mean? Something. Yeah. I can't say what. It can be a knockout. It could be a kick. Hell, you, you may just see me do a submission. You just never know when it comes to me. But I just want to go out there and have fun. And that's what's important to me right now, just going out there and having fun. And whenever somebody's having fun, they, they usually give it their all. So that's all I can give you, man. I can give you my all and, have, and watch me have as much fun as possible out there. Well, great to see you back. Great to see you smiling as well. Appreciate your time. Thank you, Rumble. Thank you. Fascinating man, Anthony Rumble Johnson. And especially enjoyed his gratitude and tribute to his grandma. And unfortunately, those press situations, I get more time to explore those issues. If I was doing a conventional podcast interview like I do here for here, when you have someone's time indefinitely, maybe up to an hour. I know people like Joe Rogan do up to three hours, but maybe I'm working up to that, working my stamina levels. But in that short, sharp format of the press conference style, pre-fight publicity, harder to get that time. But it would be nice to explore his relationship with his grandparents who adopted him and, and that issue of the topic he raises there of addiction and the chance that that's genetic in a sense he's, he's saying that his father's alcoholism was a concern for him and I do remember and it's anecdotal completely not scientific but a boy at our school who was from a, a good family but um, 
ended up one of my good friends actually just being i think for a, a long time a functional alcoholic working as a plumber but his uh, brothers and sisters had drug and, and alcohol addiction problems and it, it was interesting that he'd not had any trauma growing up which maybe they had because i think his father had a different family initially and it had broken up but it just seemed so that's something maybe there was something in the in the dna that makes people more susceptible to addiction but great that he has found a vehicle through wrestling initially then through mma with the ufc and he was a wrestler but he's uh, got explosive hands 16 knockout wins from 22 fights and a fearsome competitor in the cage but certainly a lovely man outside of it and, and really insightful then to get his take on the situation phlegmatic with the change of opponent late on which is a, an interesting thing that fighters have to contend with, particularly in MMA, it seems. We look, read records on websites like Tapology of these guys. It's different to BoxRec. And BoxRec doesn't really list cancellations, I don't think, for boxers. But certainly in MMA, there's a lot of cancellations listed where people are preparing for one opponent that either changes or the fight itself is cancelled, which these guys only really make their paydays when, when they fight. So that's frustrating on that sense. But just the uncertainty that that brings a lot of mental fortitude to deal with that, control the controllables, which I suppose we've been talking about with John Hudson, the UK military's chief survival instructor, actually on the course of the pandemic on the podcast, worth looking back at that. But it, it strikes me that that's what a lot of these guys in this sport of mixed martial arts have to contend with it all the time. So, you know, you can't worry about all the variables that are outside of your control and the way things change. So that was Anthony Rumble Johnson. Appreciate that. Let me know what you think. If you could rate the podcast on iTunes or whatever platform you're listening on, it is on Spotify and I think 12 or 13 other platforms so that would be really appreciated you can always get in touch with me ed draper 81 on twitter ed underscore draper 81 on instagram sports broadcaster in the uk looking to thread together concepts between sport and everyday life things we can learn metaphors just examples of of character traits that work in sport that perhaps we can apply others that maybe don't maybe sport can be obsessive in a sense that we need to be slightly uh, multitasking in the in everyday life to be successful in family friendships that kind of thing which is always interesting to me when elite sports people often kind of retire at the time when they're beginning family life and having to give their attention to to children and to other halves so interesting stuff but yeah let me know what you think and thank you as ever to you for listening and the sponsors bang olufsen of cheltenham and Serene AV, specialists in some of the finest home entertainment brands, providing solutions based around high quality customer service and installations. Check out Jason Briggs and his team's social media, B&O underscore Cheltenham on Instagram and Twitter, particularly Instagram's got some cool videos of the latest Bagnolofsson headphones, speakers, etc., etc. And through Serene AV, they can offer you that bespoke solution as well. And if you're looking to optimize your immunity, which is, I guess, a, a goal building upon good sleep habits, exercise, the whole kit and caboodle, healthy diet then. For us as a family under the stewardship of my father, Dr. Mark Draper, we've been taking Cytoplan's supplements for 20 years and you can do so as well with uh, the discount, well you can do it anyway, but with a discount code if you would like, Draper10R, D-R-A-P-E-R, all capital letters, the numbers one zero and the capital letter R. And always stress that we get a discount too, but we still pay for our supplements, don't get any freebies, which I think is significant in terms of, for me on the podcast, trying to promote things that I believe in. Anyway, thank you for listening, guys. Really appreciate it. Have a good rest of your week and weekend and hoping to touch base back uh, next week. Got a few interesting interviews. Hoping to get the boxing author, Don McRae on, who's written some fantastic books and he writes in the Guardian newspaper in the UK as well, South African by birth. And then there's uh, also... Chris Hussey, who's uh, been one of the stars for Cheltenham Town, looking to get hold of Chris at some point too. And uh, Tris Dixon to come as well, who's got a book out called Damage, outlining 
I suppose, the, the havoc that boxing can wreak on the health of its uh, combatants. But thank you for listening, guys. Great, take care. Goodbye for now.